So tell me your name. Hi, I'm Julia Serdekny. Great. Who are you? I'm Melanie Terza. I'm Gabby Barasami. Great. And where did you, what town do you live in? Glastonbury. Great. I'm from Walton, Coventry. Great. So you're all kind of out of town, right? Yeah. What made you choose uh, Westcon? They have a really great nursing program, so that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I chose Westcon just because it's local, um, and I'm still undecided, and I know that they have a lot of good programs for people who are undecided. Yeah, so you'll stay here the whole four years, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was one of my cheapest options. Yeah, least expensive, yeah. we say, yeah, right? Yeah, least expensive. <laughs> but it's true, right? And you expect you get a good... Um, education yeah. here, right? Y'all yeah. excited about today? Yes. Yes. Did they make you, somebody make you come to this thing or you decided to do it yourself? No, we decided to do it ourselves. Good. Yeah. And wear the t-shirts and everything? Oh, yeah, exactly. It's a part of the community. Do you live in on campus? I am. Good. I'm commuting. From Wilton, right? Yes. Good. So that's not too long. Yeah, no, I was also thinking about taking advantage of the um, train commuter pass. Oh, yeah. So I don't have to drive back and forth all the time. No kidding. Hey, that's great. You're one of our train commuters. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And uh, have you signed up for all your classes yet? Yes, I have. What'd you take? Uh, chemistry, biology, some other fun stuff. Oh, because you're nursing. Yeah, I'm nursing, so pretty basic. Yeah. How about you? Um, I'm doing art therapy, so some art classes, some psych classes. Cool. Is art therapy a major here? No, I had to double major. Yeah. So what's your double major? So major in psychology, minor in art. Cool. That's great. Thank you. Um, what do you I'm, think? Obviously, mine's all over the place, yeah. but I'm going to be taking uh, intro to sociology, intro to criminal justice, um, some like nature classes, right. basics, math, writing, all of that. That's good. Yeah. How's it been so far, your experience here, getting signing up and everything? It's been great so far, really easy, everything's accessible, the people are really nice and helpful. So. That's nice. Yeah. Are your parents here? Mine are, yeah. Yeah. Are they crying yet? Not yet, later. <laughs> yeah. Good. So you'll do the barbecue too, right? Yeah. Great. Thanks for talking with me. Thank you. I'll see you later. Welcome to WCSU 411, the podcast that gives you all the information behind the scenes at Western Connecticut State University. You just heard an interview with three new students who were coming in and participating in our entering the gate ceremony on the first day of school. And we're going to be talking today with Dr. Walter Kramer, who's the Dean of Students. He's the one who orders the students to march back and forth on, during that entering the gate ceremony. He puts them in the uh, funny-looking T-shirts, and he puts together a bunch of seminars for students to learn what it really is like to start your higher education uh, career at Western Connecticut State. It's not the way it used to be. Uh, we teach you all the ins and outs and help you get started. So here's Dr. Walter Kramer. And then I usually start by saying, uh, Dr. Kramer, thanks for being with us. I appreciate it. And I say, Paul, <laughs> it's lovely to be here. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, that's good. So, Walter, you have been, you're the um, person in charge of educating students about what it is to be in college or their first few days here, right? You organize the uh, entering the gates and a lot of the um, 
lectures and other activities that happen in the over the first weekend and the first few days that uh, students come to Western Connecticut State, right? Yeah, indeed. Um, we have a committee. I don't want to take full credit for it. Hmm. Um, we have a committee from across the, the faculty and staff that uh, uh, meet regularly throughout the year and put together the program. And They'd all scuttle away, though, if you weren't in charge of it, <laughs> making them come to the meetings. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Um, but I think the important thing is is that it, it really is a commitment of the university um, to help the students make the connection, whether or not they're a first-time, first-year student or a transfer student. And as you know, I mean, one of the, the wonderful things about Westcon is we have a lot of non-traditional students who are returning to the classroom after an absence for a while or maybe coming back or coming to school for the first time after having raised a family or had a career in another field. And... Uh, they really are a, a huge asset to to the university. Uh, and as a faculty member also, when I teach, I love having them in the class. So um, the bulk of our program is geared for the typical 18 to 20-year-old. You know, but we do have many of the, the other students, and our hope is that they will come and participate in the activities as well and, uh, uh, you know, help them feel more comfortable because mm -hmm. they have their own... Uh, you know, issues as as they return. And so most of what we do in the fall is focused on just that, getting connected. Um, the tradition of entering the gates is just the first of, of all those. And then, I, you know, I guess we'll talk a little bit later about some of the specific programs that we do about helping students get connected. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about those. You're, uh, they're designed to uh, help students understand what it is to go to college, some of the uh, uh, issues that they may face, the importance of studying, and everything from there, right? In, indeed. Um, just as a, just a, a clarifying point, we do try to get everybody who's coming to uh, Western Connecticut State University to one of our summer uh, orientations. Mm -hmm. um, we do uh, three in June, one in July, and then a specific transfer one uh, in, in the end of August. Uh, that focuses a lot more on academic and, and uh, the, that part of the aspect and uh, the faculty get involved with, uh, with that in a, in a very direct way. Uh, in the fall, we still have some of that. Uh, so, for example, one of our sessions is called uh, University 101 Life Hacks, WCSU Life Hacks. Um, and it's an opportunity for, I think we had maybe 15 or 18 different departments ranging from um, study abroad to the Career Success Center uh, to um, activities uh, where they come uh, in Warner Hall. And it, so it's a big open space. And the students come through and they have an opportunity to meet the staff, uh, meet the student staff in many cases, which is great, you know, that student-to-student -student bond. Um, and then get some information, ask some questions, and, and make that first contact. Um, and then every every place they talk, they get a little um, a little uh, stamp. And then at the end of the day, we have a raffle for you know. For, I think we gave away three fifty dollar gift certificates to different stores around the area. So that's one of the important things that we think that students really need to get to know about the various services and support systems on campus. Um, so that's one of the bigger ones. We also do something called Voices, um, which is one thing that I'm very proud of. Uh, we were one of the first schools in the country to do this going back 13 years. And it's a series of um, 
six or eight vignettes um, that are acted out on stage by the orientation leaders. Um, and it, they address different issues that, that students going to face as they come into school. So it's, it's things like homesickness. It's things like how do you make an adjustment to, um, you know, writing papers. So we talk a little bit about a plagiarism and using the writing center. Uh, we do things like alcohol. Uh, um, and the, the idea is that we know what those kinds of issues are. I mean, we know that for years now in higher education, the, the transition issues for students. And so these are little vignettes that were written originally by students. We've tweaked them a little bit over time. They're acted out. And then um, at the end of the – it's about a half hour of presentation. And at the end, all the adults in the, uh, leave the room, meaning uh, anybody in a position of authority, myself, any of the uh, other student affairs staff or RAs who have a position of authority in the residence halls, and the orientation leaders – um, who have been trained to, you know, to address these kinds of issues, and they know from personal experience, they will answer questions. And uh, it's amazing to me how long that session goes. The, it, it's a great opportunity for the students, uh, the new students, to, you know, ask questions, reflect on things that might have been presented in the uh, vignettes, um, but also, you know, just any other question that they have, how to get to my classroom or where do I buy books? You know, some basic things like that that are anxiety-producing, you know, for students, particularly ones coming straight out of high school. So so those are the primary things that we do in that light. We do a lot of social things for students to interact, and I can talk about them later if you want to. Well, is what you just talked about, is that the sex and drugs talk, or is there another uh, There is one in there. Like yeah, yeah. There's, 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 uh, there's a – we place a great deal of value on – um, making sure that students coming in are aware of the issues around interpersonal violence and sexual assault on college campuses. We're very lucky, knock on wood, um, that we we don't have a huge incidence as, as you might believe that when you read in the papers or you see in national news. Um, we know that we don't get reports of everything for sure um, either, but uh, it's an opportunity for us to follow up on something that we uh, ask all incoming students to uh, look at and uh, interact with, which is called uh, Not Anymore, which is a wonderful um, uh, video series that uh, we, we've been using now for five years. And uh, actually now the whole system is using it. Um, it's really well done. It's well researched, well documented and well acted, which is a an important piece. Mm -hmm. So the students get that in the summer. We ask them to look at that. And then in voices, we have a couple of the vignettes that address that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think my impression is that higher ed throughout the country is talking to their incoming students about uh, sexual assault, drugs, and things like that. Things that weren't, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago weren't talked about. The institution didn't talk about it uh, uh, and help students um, identify it and try to avoid it, too. Yeah, well, I, I think that's true, generally speaking. I, I, some schools tried to do it, um, and I, my experience with that was that schools did a lot of lecturing, mm -hmm. um, mostly from administration or external speakers who come were brought in, and, and that's not necessarily all bad. Um, the it's thing boring. I yeah well that's true. Um, the thing I really like about what what we're doing and particularly with not anymore it's 
it's it's they're young people. Mm-hmm. They're they're real students. Um, in many cases, who are interviewed, there are some actors who who act out. So, for example, the bystander um, intervention. Um, are actors, and they give students four or five different ways if they see somebody who's, you know, in trouble. If somebody's, um, you know, trying to pick up a, a young woman, for example, um, you know, simple ways without putting yourself in danger that you can, uh, oh, you know, step in and say, listen, I, Lisa, you just got a phone call. Come on, let me help you. Or um, knocking over, a, 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 you know, a drink that's on the table. And so everybody's got to scatter to try to get that cleaned up. And it's very well done and 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 very practical the kinds of things that 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 we're seeing now and mm-hmm. and that's not unique to us i mean th- that's that's certainly come a long way across across the country yeah so do when I went to college i didn't have any of that kind of stuff. I just showed <laughs> up and um so you have uh, programs for awkward white males eighteen year olds like I was so uh, how about for uh, LGBTQ students, um, students who are, um, you know, Latino or African American, or have those uh, kinds of concerns about fitting in in an in institution like this? Yeah. Well, there are a couple things. One, we're very lucky that we have excellent student organizations in in each of those various areas that will get to meet. Uh, our students, our new students, uh, actually tomorrow at at Clubs Carnival. Mm. And, um, excuse me, um, prior to that, one of the important things we do in the summer, and then we follow up not quite as much in in this past week, what we call Leap Week, Learn, Engage, Adapt, and Plan, uh, also known as Welcome Week. Um, The orientation leaders, who are some of our outstanding leaders on campus, uh, we're divided up um, with the students, maybe around 20, 25 students each in the summer, and they they form a relationship and they can communicate by email or text over the summer, and then again, we do that in the fall. So it gives each of the new students a contact person among the upperclassmen. Again, it's student to student, which is so much better than, you know, me mm-hmm. trying to, you know, connect with the student on, on issues. And And we find that a lot of those kinds of sensitive issues can be discussed, you know, at that at that level. We also do a, a really uh, outstanding, this is a national program, it's called Playfair. Uh, we've been doing that now for probably eight years. And um, this is uh, an organization that uh, will come in, they come in, and uh, I think we probably had three or four hundred students there the other night. Um, and it, it's a way. Uh, it's it's a it's a series of icebreakers where, um, in a very structured kind of way, although it doesn't look that if you're watching it, um, the facilitators will get students to interact. And you know, I always worry about the the student who doesn't feel like they can fit in, the shy, quiet person. And that was me mm-hmm. when I went to college. And they're excellent. And and they again will also use the orientation leaders within the group to, to help if there, if there is the need to facilitate. So if somebody is particularly awkward and sitting to the side or not mixing in quickly, they'll get them involved. And um, boy, oh boy, it, 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 I've not seen one of those where the, the, all of the students aren't at some way, shape, or form engaged. They might still be a little uncomfortable, but they're engaged in talking and they've met, you know, two, three, half dozen or more students that uh, 
that that's just an important step for everybody. Yeah, you know, people they can in. recognize in the next week or the next semester and talk to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and then again, the orientation leaders are key because if they do see somebody who is struggling, they know to alert our, our two leaders, Dennis uh, Lesko and Marissa uh, um, Carrasco, um, about that, and then we can strategize how we might want to reach out to that student and, and right. be a little bit more proactive. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing you were awkward in college. Weren't you on the football team? Well, first of all, I was a place kicker. Yeah, um, but still. Yeah. Um, and then I had a, a knee injury, so I actually never got onto the field itself. Really? Um, but, yeah, I was I, – and I think that's true of a lot of people. Um, you know, in my role, uh, you know, I'm the dean of students, and that, that's my role. It's like playing Daddy Warbucks. Mm-hmm. I'm Daddy Warbucks. I'm, you know. Um, but outside of that um, – you know, even today, if I went to a cocktail party and I didn't know anybody, I'd be really awkward. And I was exceedingly awkward going into college. Hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it worked out okay for you, I guess. It, it did. It took me a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it's the same old thing. Um, you know, Richard Light, um, who wrote this wonderful book about making connections in college, making the most out of college. And I think he was here in around 2004, something like that, just before I came He's done lots of research on this and, and that, that idea of getting connected and, and getting connected to a teacher or a person or an organization. And I, I really struggled until I got into the men's glee club at Pitt. Mm. And then I, I took off after that. And, um, but that's such an important thing. And that's, that's what we really focus on, getting, getting the students connected to one, one person, one organization, one teacher. So did your former football teammates beat you up after you joined the Klee Club? And, uh... <laughs> I'm afraid I was a blip on their radar screen. They, oh. There was one – actually, Rick didn't play – he ended up not playing football. He, he was an outstanding track player. And so I – you know, other than him uh, – He's the only one who beat you up? No, no. He's the only one I kept in touch oh. with. <laughs> no, I'm afraid I was inconsequential when it came to, um, you know, University of Pittsburgh, although they weren't that good at that time. Um, yeah, they're still they, Division One. They were they were big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would think that um, this work that you do, this part of your job, uh, although it takes it's a lot of detail and uh, herding cats, it must be kind of satisfying and enjoyable because you get to see students uh, a lot of excitement and uh, enjoying themselves and. Uh, learning about the university in a way that you don't uh, see in the much of the rest of your job when you're um, sitting them down and telling them you're kicking them out of the university. Well, let's not let's not overstate that part of it. No, that's <laughs> kicking them out here, of the so. university. Yes, I do have to deal with discipline. Um, it is very satisfying, and and quite frankly, um, it, it does go back to my own experience. It, I I had a hard time. I went. I was a big fish in a small pond. Um, I played uh, football mostly. That was it. I quit the other two sports, but I, you know, I was very involved in that. I was very involved in music. I was class, you know, leader. And I got to a very big university, University of Pittsburgh, and I suddenly was a small fish in that pond. Mm. And it it was difficult. And and I hear that a lot from our students. And um, so it is. It, it's very satisfying. Uh, um, I I didn't know much about orientation until I. I wandered into my first job, and I I used that both a W A N and a W O N uh, during uh, 
back in the the day. Uh, and I kind of lucked out being uh, able to work with a, a fellow who's a mentor for me. Um, and and he said, well, why don't you get involved with orientation? I really had paid little attention to that when I was going through it, you know. Um, and, and it is. You, you, you really feel like you're making connection uh, as an educator and having an impact, making a difference in the lives of, of the, the students. I wish, you know, I wish 100% of our students showed up for orientation because the, the reality is they don't. And, you know, I do think this, the students who go through the, the June, uh, well, the summer now, because it's more than just June, and the fall orientations have a better um, adjustment. Mm -hmm. And I can't prove that they do better. Uh, Richard Light's data would say that those who do make those connections do better. But uh, uh, we're working on getting that data. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's absolutely very satisfying. You're also very involved in the community, and you try to engage students in the broader community around uh, the campuses, too, right, in Danbury. Oh, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, really, I really believe that we are a better university because of Danbury, and I think Danbury is a better city because of, of uh, us, you know, at, at WCSU. Um, one of the things that w we know that the students who get out into the community love it. We do the Western Day of Service in late September, and we've had as many as 700 students out around, you know, picking up litter, painting uh, poles downtown, uh, you know, uh, going down and planting flowers at the Danbury Museum and Historical Society. And, and the students love it, and they mm -hmm. bring that out of high school because so many of them do community service. So there are tremendous volunteer opportunities. There, there are part-time job opportunities downtown. And, and one of the biggest things that we're, we know that we want for our students and many of the organizations out there, particularly the nonprofits, are looking for interns. And so anything that we do to get the students connected um, you know, is going to help on any of those fronts. And, and quite frankly, uh, the more students get connected to Danbury, the more they feel connected to Western. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, and that's all positive. And, and so the scavenger hunt that I was telling you about, um, uh, we implemented uh, last year for the first time. And I, I think this year we had about 190 students go out. And so they would go to restaurants. Um, they went to a number of organizations like uh, the uh, City Center Danbury, um, to the library, to the chamber. Um, and they, you know, they got cookies uh, mm -hmm. at some place. They got uh, iced tea at another and discount coupons at another. And um, they loved it. And, and we ended up the day down at the uh, palace, the Danbury Palace. Um, and our own uh, uh, theater department student center club did a variety show, which unbelievably, the, the talent just gets better and better every year. But it, it, it really gave the students a sense of being downtown, feeling comfortable downtown. Uh, I'm amazed that even the students from Danbury don't know Danbury well. Mm -hmm. um, they love the perfumery store this year. It's a brand new one, and they were in and out. And uh, um, But it, it, it's an opportunity for them to get in there. And, and as much for the local merchants and the nonprofit, um, you know, leadership to uh, get to know our students. And, and the good news is I can report that every place I went to just check in and see how it went, 
the the people that are you know opened their doors to our students were just overwhelmingly pleased. Our students were polite. Our students were enthusiastic. Um, they they liked the food and complimented people for it. So it, overall, it was just a great it was a great day. It was about I think we were down there for about four hours. Um, they had lots of energy. My legs were tired. <laughs> so it's it's part of what what we're you know we're trying to do and making that connection and uh, again making uh, you know more opportunities for our students and and more opportunities for you know the city to get to know us in 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 many different ways. So. Right. And get to know that we have the best students in the state, right? Better than, say, Yale. Yeah, yeah. You'd never well, see that in New Haven. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did beat them in nursing, so that's... That's right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, um, it, 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 it's amazing to me how... Um, I don't want to take, you know, too much time, but when I first came here, I... Um, I, I did a list of uh, – tried to get a list of places in Danbury that faculty and staff would say to students that, you know, before you leave here in four years, you should visit this place. And it was so interesting. And this this isn't a knock on our faculty and staff. It, it's just it, – it's a statement about how few know downtown Danbury. So I got a lot of the things at the mall and a lot of the things that are out on the strip, you know, on either end of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, – not many from downtown. And, um, of course, we have so many more now in the last couple of years. But whether it's a, a wonderful ethnic restaurants or these various um, nonprofits that are doing great work downtown or the Ice Arena or the Westerners, although we didn't go to, down to the Westerners field. Mm-hmm. Um, that was way too long. Um, or the museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what other, what other museum in the country has Marian Anderson's... Uh, studio. That's right. You know, and, and some of our students get to perform down there. What a cool trip that is, mm-hmm. you know. So um, so building those bridges, I just, I think is so important. And, you know, we've, we've been doing that for a long, long time as a university. I, please don't misunderstand me. And I'm saying that we're starting it, but it's just a different way to do it with a scavenger hunt. So uh, it's lots of fun. So yeah, it is fun. And w- just being on campus during the entering the gate ceremony, uh, the energy and excitement is palpable, and you can see students beginning to become more comfortable, and you can see their parents being comfortable with the idea of their uh, kids going to school here, and there's joy, I think. Yeah, well, I, I, we haven't done we haven't done the research yet for the leap week, welcome week. Mm-hmm. We we did it for. Uh, the summer orientation. And one of the questions we asked, do you feel more comfortable with your decision to come? And then we asked the parents, do you feel more comfortable with your son or daughter's decision to come? after?" Because we do a parent's orientation in the summer. And in both cases, the answer was yes, overwhelmingly yes. And uh, I again, we haven't done that research for the fall yet. But um, that that makes it all worthwhile. And, I mean, that, that was our gut reaction. You know, we kind of know it from just intuiting it and watching it over the years. But, I mean, we now actually have started to collect that data, and, and, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing very positive response. Uh, and the other one is, are you confident in your decision to attend WCSU? And the answer, again, is overwhelmingly yes. Mm. I can't quote you the exact specific 
uh, percentage, but it's it's in the high 80s, 90s, uh, which is great. And and that's what that's what we're really trying to do with both our summer and our leap week, welcome week mm-hmm. programs. And anecdotally, just to refer to something you said, the students we have here who are more involved in a club or many, many clubs or uh, active on campus are the ones who do better. They do really well in class. They're happy here and they make an impact uh, on campus too. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's not necessarily 100 percent. So mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to think, you know, we're, we're saying that. Interestingly, a couple of years ago, uh, Ron Mason and I did some focus groups. He's the director of uh, housing. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And because um, we had we had, had some um, uh, some surveys that went out and it was, you know, about how well student affairs is doing. And we wanted to dig deeper. And one of the questions that we asked in these focus groups was for those leaders who were still here, and we specifically targeted leaders on campus, um, you know, what what made you stay? Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what it was. They got connected and in all kinds of different ways. And then we asked them, so did you know anybody who didn't stay? And they all knew some who didn't. And we asked them why. And I, I wasn't really prepared for the response. And the response was um, they didn't, their friends didn't get connected. Mm-hmm. They, they never got involved. They, they just came and went to class and went home or went back to the residence hall. And that, that was a real surprise for me. I mean, I, I kind of knew that that was along the lines, but I never had, never had done a focus group like that before. Mm-hmm. And it was great to, to hear that from the student leaders because that's what we've really ended up trying to do more and more since that is, is to reach out and get connected. And, and that's particularly true with the commuters because it's, it's real easy for commuters, many of whom have jobs at, you know, at home and have girlfriends sure. and boyfriends at home and, you know, parents who want them to be home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so for them, um, you know, t- it's much easier to come to campus and leave. I want to say, though, to qualify that, some of our outs- most outstanding leaders are, in fact, commuters. So it's, it, you know, it's not a hard and fast rule. Sure. But, but we're, we're very much aware of that. Uh, and, and so that's, that's a great deal of what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you physically drag them to a club <laughs> or something? <laughs> well, you know, uh, Daryl Dennis, who's our assistant dean of students, uh, works with a commuter student. Uh, and we have a commuter student organization. And uh, he's got a commuter newsletter. And he also works with parents. And he does a parent newsletter. So I wouldn't say he's dragging them. But he's he's really making a strong effort the last couple of years to to reach out and and virtually grab them, I guess mm-hmm. you might say. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're seeing some positive results from that. Um, it's not huge, but uh, we'll keep working at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, overall, uh, you can say, can't you, that what we do here at WestCon is better than any other college or university in the state? Oh, I thought you were going to say the United States. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't boast on, you know, uh, unjustifiably. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll say this. I, I think we do a really good job. I'm, one of the things that attracted me to Western Connecticut State University was what I saw when I came for the interview um, among the, the faculty and staff and uh, among the students. There was a real sense of community here. Uh, and I, I feel that very much in the years that I've been here. And, and I think that does 
uh, inform the way in which we we do this work and and I think it means we have a really strong program. Mm-hmm. Not that it's perfect, but yeah, I, I do think we do a terrific job. Yeah, so do I. As an observer, I don't have to do any of the work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Walter. I appreciate your time. Sure. It's been my pleasure. So thank you, as always, to engineer Pete Puccio and producer Scott Volpe, who make WCSU 411 possible. This podcast comes to you from Western Connecticut State University, which offers a high-quality, affordable education. If you have questions about enrolling at WestCon, send an email to admissions at wcsu.edu. And when you find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, please consider subscribing so you can keep up with all the news about WestCon. After you subscribe, give us a five-star review and leave a comment. You can also reach us on Twitter at WCSU411. This is Paul Steinmetz. See you on the next edition of WCSU411.